You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Okay, recording is on. All right, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Jed, and with me is... I'm Teresa. Your other host... Right. You know, I, I was noticing, sometimes I just say, I'm Judd, I don't say I'm your host, and today I said, I'm your host, Judd, which is kind of weird. What's true, though? You are the host, or co-host? Uh, co-host. We're co-hosts. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I mean... Or you're the host, I'm the assistant host, I don't know. No, no, it's an equal thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, all right, all right, but, all right, that's fine. You know, there's this awesome song that I think is great for running, right? Okay. It's that. It's that. Who is the 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 group that does that? That sexy song. I'm sexy, I'm sexy and I know it. it. The LMFAO guys. Is that yes. I'm sexy and I know it. Right. It's a workout. Yes. Yeah. A lot right, of people right. they want to run to that song. So you know. And then of course there's that. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy. Right? That was back in the '90s, right? What right. did that talk about? Yeah. yeah it's that, very '90s. Right said Fred. That's right. Wow, good pull on that Did one. I? Well, you know, and my memory has been like failing me lately. I am always doing this, you know, that, and I'm describing everything about it, but I can't get to that one thing. To the actual term. Yes, yes. I know. I can tell you everything about it, but I can't tell you the word that I want. Even people's names lately has been that way. It's crazy. That's so funny that you say that. I was just struggling for someone's name this morning, and I thought, is it just old age? Am I. Is my brain too overloaded with so much intelligence that I couldn't possibly come up with this name? Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Of, of all the things, I'm not allowed to say that. Uh, yeah. Of all the things I'm putting in there, I'm pushing it in, in my head. The, the names they don't get to come. And, and like people I know, that's the worst thing. Is that's it's the when worst. like you yeah. deal with them and you're like, but I, I feel it's almost like what your parents do. You know what do they do? You know, when you have like more than one sibling. They go, oh, and they, they call you the wrong they, name, yeah. They go through all of your other siblings until they get to you. True. Right? It's true. That's very true. I do that to my kids, though. Yeah, I do. I call them the dog, Dave, every once in a while. Yeah, there's not a lot of love in this house. But anyway, so. Well, today on the podcast, we have an awesome <laughs> show. We're going to be talking about, you know, of course, something that you guys all want to talk about, sex appeal. <laughs> Sex appeal. <laughs> Don't slip on that sex appeal like a banana peel. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's an elusive thing, right? Like we all want it, and I think we all think we have a little bit of it. And this is something that goes for both guys and girls. This is not a girls-only thing. Oh, most definitely. No, I think guys definitely want to feel like they have that, right? Absolutely. 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 And it, do you think? Do you think you'd want to be? Wouldn't you rather be known as being Judd the sexy guy at work or Judd the guy who knows about computers? I mean, like, we all want the different. <laughs> what do you think? Right now, if you saw a picture of me, you'd see my hand right on the bottom of my chin. Yes, you and, look like a thinker. Yes, and, and there would be a bubble <laughs> above my head going, do I want to be sexy or smart? <laughs> well, who would you rather be? Hmm. Well, today I want to be sexy. Today you want to be sexy. <laughs> and I think here's where it goes wrong. Yeah. And we're going to talk about, there's like 11 different things about how to have sex appeal that I've researched. Okay. Okay. And like the people from Jersey Shore. Yeah. Who are young and attractive human specimens, right? As far as their looks, their mm-hmm. physical appearances. Yeah. But they have nothing going on for the most part upstairs in their brains. Right. So they are the antithesis of sexy because they have none of that going on. Like they're just – they're void of any real brainwaves. So they can't be they, – they're not the whole package. I, I don't think that just looks by itself is what is sexy. So uh, – and I don't find any of the people on that show attractive anyways. So, True. So that – I guess that, that does go to say quite a bit that looks ain't everything. So, okay, and before her pregnant status, because now Snooki is pregnant, I truly believe the Mayans are right and the world is going to end this year. Um, so nothing about Snooki makes you want to hit that, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Mm-mm. Not at all. No. Uh, Betty, how about Be- Betty White is, Judd. huh? Ten years ago, Judd, would you have wanted, like if you were 32 now, 
would you think, mm, yeah, maybe Snooky? No. 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 Uh, Betty White's higher on the list. Than, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Betty White's got it going on. All right. Betty White. <laughs> yeah, Betty, she's Betty White. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then let's start on this little bit of a list because this will this will guide us on this conversation. Okay. Great. Who has what they have and how did they get it? Sex appeal. And, and I will. I want to preface this conversation with one important thing that sex appeal is about making yourself more charismatic. Correct. And and, and because of that. These, we're both Toastmasters, and... Could be sexy right there. Well, do you know what, though? Here's the thing. If you want to be a good, successful speaker, you have a message. And to get your message across to people, sex appeal is part of delivering a message. I hate that that's true, but it's very true. And, and so, if you're a Toastmaster and you're listening to the show, believe it or not, the things that we're going to talk about in this uh, podcast today... Probably could help you maybe win, win a contest, win a or contest or something. Just if you follow some of these things, and that makes it seem so superficial, but it's not. It's not. So okay, all right. Well, let's get into this. All let's right. go. So the first yeah. step on the road to sex appeal is you need you need to understand what makes people truly attractive. Like we all know the uncommon looks person that's super freaking sexy. Like celebrities are the easiest way to equate this mm-hmm. in my brain. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Not super handsome. Nothing about him is amazingly, you know, attractive. But he's got that ugly, sexy thing going on, right? Really? Like he's just, yeah, he's that kind of movie star. Uh, there's really? probably t- 20 better examples, but he was the one that came to mind. It, you know, because so, I, I heard someone talking about um, um, Humphrey Bogart as being the same thing. That he is not very attractive, but here he is, you know, a superstar on the silver screen. Yeah. That he yeah, just, you're right. Clark Gable with his giant ears. You know, like, that's not a human specimen that just oozes sex. But damn, he's great in that movie when he's carrying her up those stairs to go ravish her. Uh-huh. I, who doesn't want to be ravished by him, right? Mm-hmm. And and understanding what makes people attractive, and then mimicking that in your own way. Don't be that person, or don't don't be Angelina Jolie in her leg or whatever. But be yourself. With all of those attributes coming out of you. So that's definitely number one on the list. Number two on the list, and this is hard because this is where it starts getting superficial again, but you should dress with style and you should take care in how you dress. Yeah, but okay. I think that you are right there hitting on a Toastmaster thing straight off the bat. If you look at a contest, you look at the judge's form, appearance is like 30%. It is. It's it's on there. Forget the content, forget the delivery, forget everything else. What you look like is 30% of, it, of the judging yeah. form. And it matters. And and in this article, they talk about dressing with style. And it doesn't matter if you're big-boned, small-waisted, long-torsoed, whatever it is. As long as you dress well to sort of camouflage your flaws, right? If you're hippie or big chested or little chested or whatever, you can dress in ways that complement all of those things or take away from those negative things and still round you out to be a nicely dressed person. So, it, and it doesn't have to be about expensive designer clothes. It just has to be clothes that are properly fitting and suitable for whatever you're doing. So yeah, if you're at work, you should dress nicely and appropriately professionally. If you're at the beach, you should dress however the beach, you know what I mean? Like you need to dress with some care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. And I think a lot of women miss that boat. Yeah. A lot of women spend a lot of time in sweatpants, and it's not okay. Really? You mean <laughs> pajamas at the store? Right, the pajama jeans. <laughs> no, just regular old pajamas. They go pajamas. Through, we, we talked about that. Yes, yes. So, yeah. And that, and that you just take away – we'll have casual moments. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you have to be dressed to the nines. But – when you're going out and you're making an impression somewhere in public, it generally is nice to be dressed at least appropriately. Well, okay, here's a great example. You're a doctor and you have the pharmaceutical reps show up. Yeah. Do you think that they come uh, dressed like whores or do they? <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do, don't they? <laughs> they kind of do, right? They do. They come in the high heels. What do they call those CFMs? 
Yes. <laughs> you know? And- oh, I know. I negotiate this minefield literally myself on a daily basis, right? I'm in sales and I'm selling to men mostly and I'm selling to men mostly that would rather be somewhere else than their job mm-hmm. and they are definitely more in, invested in me in my personality and, and how I look and act than about what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. So I do tend to I definitely tend to dress as nicely as I can for my casual workplace, which is great. And I knew, I do know that I have more success when I have more quote unquote sex appeal when I'm working. And that's horrible that in the year 2012, it comes to that, but we're still, when doesn't matter how advanced we are in years, we're men and women in the society functioning together. And that's just kind of what happens, right? Well, you know, I will tell you this at my work, we used to be totally casual. You could wear jeans every day to work right? and stuff. And you're not really dealing – we don't deal with the customer every day. But our bosses right. may or may not. And then they decided to have a more stringent dress code. You couldn't wear jeans. That was what's out. Okay. Now, I will say that just because you tell people that they can't wear jeans and they got to wear a collared shirt doesn't make them sexy. doesn't make them look good. Right. It, it just means that they're not wearing jeans and and a t-shirt anymore. Now they're wearing a crappy looking rumply pair of pants, <laughs> you know, and a, and a, and a shirt that's uh, faded and it's the same shirt they've been wearing for the last for forever. So I, I don't know that I think that um, dress and style are a combination thing. Yes. And so you really need to if if you want to be successful with dress you have to take it to the next level. It's right. not It's not that you wear khaki pants. It's that you, what you wear goes together. It meshes. It looks good. It's clean. It's pressed. It's, yeah. you know. Put together. It's put together, yeah. Because I think what that shows also, your appearance is lovelier, and then it shows that you took a moment and that you cared about what you were doing. And I think that unspoken relates to somebody else that, oh, you know, he took time to put on a tie or whatever it is. And that does communicate something about your level of commitment to society, that you're in establishing yourself out there in a well-presented way. So, mm-hmm. all right, number three on the way to be sexy and have sex appeal list, mm-hmm. love, love your body. Love your body. Avoid obsessing about your body shape and worrying about, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too thin, I'm too this, I'm too that. And as a woman, we suffer from this all the time. And then I think you've said it to me, almost every man I've ever known has said it to me that if I get in a room with a naked woman, I am not thinking about, oh, she's got an extra role here or, you know, something there. I'm thinking I'm in a room with a naked woman, right? Like guys just, that's all they care about. They don't necessarily see the flaws that we think are so blatant. Yeah, we yeah, that that's right. That is absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it just if, if women okay. would just free themselves of those chains of self doubt. Well, guys do it too, though, and that's okay. the, you know, believe it or not. I'm I glad mean, to hear that because I like okay. I, here, look, I, I'm as vain and superficial about it. I suppose I get to the work and we have mirror. It's like mirror glass sort of right. when you get up there. So you see yourself as you walk in. And in the military anyways, when I was in, you always want to check yourself. You know, you're looking. So, but now that I'm 42 and looking at myself in that eyes in the mirror and I'm seeing this little pudgy tummy thing going there and I'm readjusting the, the shirt, checking it out, doing pull out. So that way it's, you know, not looking like I've just got my belly over my belt type thing going on there. I really am not, like, obesely fat, but, I mean, you know, what we see, our own self-image, is always worse than what everybody else sees. It's more to what everybody else sees, exactly. But but I do have a story to go go with this. Toastmaster contest up in Jacksonville a couple years ago, there was a table topics contest, and there was, like, seven contestants, and one was a young lady, probably about 24 years old. Had just been joined Toastmasters, made it to the district level. Good for her. Okay. Okay. The lady weighed at, at least three hundred and something pounds. Okay. Okay. And I can't remember what the topic was, but it was something. At some point, she just said, "You know, uh, it was a, it was like one of these feel good things." 
And, and she took the topic to a total sexy way. And she said, I would be on that stripper pole. And she just went and like, I would just take off my shirt and I'd be doing this. And she won over the audience with really? her self, uh, you know, positive outlook okay. about herself. She won over the audience and she won first place in the district uh, table topics contest. Okay. I'm glad to hear that because sometimes the judging can be a little bit stuffy at those events. That's right. And and we've had – I've seen people kind of get disqualified or voted down for using, you know, the, like a word like, oh, I tooted or something, oh, you know, yeah, something no, she, that can be – She was funny. Can, she was yeah, but she was funny. funny. All right. So off-color things can sometimes be off-putting to the old – stuffy judges at Toastmasters. So good for her that she yeah. did it in a way that sold it well. Oh, I will tell you, in Florida, if you are sex, sexual in your uh, speeches, it, it, it's you get extra points here. <laughs> I don't know. I swear to God. Extra points. <laughs> you do. There, there's a lady who, who did one, uh, and she won international speech at the district, and it was sexual in nature, in a lot of innuendo. Wow. And she went on to the region and yeah wow so funny because you'd think california would be equally as open and free and and at the judges training i just went to it said people should avoid those sorts of things if they can yeah and you know the funny thing is is that's the way that i was taught right initially in toastmasters but people are breaking away from the norm and the judges at least locally Seem to kind of go with what's funny and what's what's fun and what wins the crowd over. Win- okay, yeah, I love it. I so, think it's I fun. Know. I you know I don't I'm not uptight, so I, I don't I have those hangups. I mean, and we're not talking about dropping f bombs and no, but, yeah, 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 but but you know, all right. kind of a well, but so she obviously had that loved her body thing and wasn't yeah. afraid to move it and show it and all that, which is good. And it's a you know, are you a lights on or lights off kind of person? And I think people may tend to be lights off for themselves, but they want to be lights on for somebody else. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. All right. Moving along the list. Cause we got 11 of them. So, um, this is a great new word. I'm going to add it to my vocabulary. You need to be smexy and it's the perfect combination between smart and sexy. So sex appeal is about looking your best and thinking your best. Put your smarts out there as well as your gorgeousness. So, you know, it doesn't – I think women used to be afraid of looking too smart. Like that was off-putting. Now I think it's the opposite. Now I think women are coming into their own when it comes to – Uh-oh. Whoa. <laughs> is giving you a message? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, smexy. Smexy. So I think that you that women are able to be both of these things now at the same time, whereas it used to be sort of almost mutually exclusive. So, and do you think guys, though, have always had that going on for them? I think guys have always had it going on for them because it's to be sexy and independent and all of that and be busy are all things that are more masculine, I think. So, for women, now we're just now getting into that. You know, you asked earlier at some point, not today, but uh, the other day, you asked, would I rather be... Smart or good looking? Right. And you know, when I think about that, it's like you you want them both. <laughs> you want them both. Right? Do I have to choose? No, I don't think you have to choose because I think if you are a good amount of both, then you can still win over people and have that sex appeal that we're all kind of clamoring for, I think. I mean, let's look at it this way. Okay, the worst – what is that kid from that movie with Cher, Ma- the mask movie? Remember uh, oh, Eric Stoltz, right? Okay. He's got that whole – obviously, cosmetically, he's not handsome at all. There's nothing about him that's aesthetically pleasing. It's unfortunate. But he had a personality, and he still won people over. So I think that looks help, but looks aren't everything. I think the brain portion – does have something to do with it. At least God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, and I have to say this though, like because they talk about smexy, but I, I consider myself to be a sapiosexual. Right. 
And for that, those that don't know, that means that you like I'm a you trans- find sexy. I, yeah. Yeah. If you're not if you're not smart, and then I'm not going to find you very attractive. Right. So you have to have brains in order for me to kind of get me, you know, get my mojo yeah. mojo going. I, I right. like that. I, you know, th- there's no no pretty stupid girl that's going to you know as soon as that you become stupid, then I'm going to be totally turned off. No snookies. Yeah. No. That and that's probably part of why I don't like her. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I don't know, I think we envision smart people as being independent and and able to make decisions. And I'm telling you, there is nothing sexier than a guy, even in this age of women's lib, Mm -hmm. of a guy saying, I'd like to take you out. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. We're going to go here. I love that. I think women think that's great. I don't know that we want to live that way 100% of the time. But a little sprinkling of that a dash of that assertiveness on the woman's part too when the woman calls up the guy and says uh you need to meet me here for this dream date and then we're gonna go here and then they make decisions who doesn't love that who doesn't love having a good time planned out for them but you know when you're young and you have to explain everything to somebody that that's one thing right but but then when you're older as you get older and you want to do something and everything becomes an explanation of, of the way things are. It's like, what, why why do they do the wine that way? Why it's like, or, or just figuring things out in general, you know, just having that ability to look at something and going, I can handle that. I'm going to just, and then to be able to talk to you about what they did afterwards. It's empowering, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think that it's not just being, I guess, you know, I think sapiosexual doesn't necessarily only mean that they're just like high IQ because it's I don't think it means high IQ. I think it's that smartness that you have. Common sense, well-roundedness, ability to converse on every kind of level, have a vocabulary of more than 47 words, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. And that is. You don't have to be a nuclear physicist to be smart and entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And and yes. and don't be afraid to be smart because I think that's another thing at least for for ladies, for girls have been told don't be smart. Shut the hell up and sit there and be stupid. Yeah, math is hard. Get on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only math you need to know how to do is count how, how, many, how many minutes dollar bills are yeah, in your yeah. G-string, right? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number 5 on the list. And uh-huh. and it's sort of touched on earlier, but this is a deeper inner meaning. To feel good about yourself. So not just love my body and love my flaws and all that, but to feel good about yourself. Do good things so it's easier to feel good about yourself. Be philanthropic. Be giving. Be generous. Be kind. Be one of those people in the universe that's contributing positively. Mm -hmm. And so you can think well about yourself and have a good, common, uh, calming persona where you're not angst-filled because you kind of live this double life where you're doing wrong stuff all the time. So I think that's pretty big. And tell yourself that you're beautiful inside and out, and I think that's important. Yeah, I I totally agree. And I have a theory about this, okay? Okay. Okay, so I always joke that I do not take bad pictures. Mm Mm-hmm. And I always t- tease about that, like, oh, every picture is, of me is always great. And it's a very self-conceited notion, and I don't really mean it. But it does so it does work. Like, if you convince yourself that you are okay, then you're okay, and things are going to be all right. So, you want to break? Mm, yeah. Let's go for a few more minutes, and then, okay. we'll, and then we'll break. Okay, so... What I'm saying is, and I don't always take good pictures, but what I'm saying is I always announce that. So I'm not afraid of the camera. I'm not afraid of someone to take a photo. So those are things that I think contribute to feeling good about yourself. Um, And that kind of adds into the very next one, which is to be positive, upbeat, and a person who smiles and laughs a lot. Yeah, and I was going to say that that's exactly part of the last thing about feeling good about yourself. You will smile. And people who smile project that sexiness that positive, that positive yeah. feeling. I think when you're giving a speech, if you are smiling, I mean, not like nervous smiling, but no. that it's that genuine, like, hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Don't you agree with what I'm saying? And you, I kinda, totally think so. You know? Yes, I totally agree. And I think that people can hear it on the phone when you're oh, not they, smiling. They say that. They say yes. if you're talking on the phone, you should be smiling. Yeah, that it's totally. 
part of coming across. They, it, right. You're right. that They can hear a smile. Yeah, I agree. And so this t- ties in nicely to the next thing. Be aware of how your body language impacts other people. So your body language is a major sex appeal factor, right? Mm-hmm. And if you hold your head slouched or if you're slouching or if your arms are completely crossed in front of you, that conveys a message. And even if you are subconsciously conveying it, you are, and people are thinking you're closed off, you're not confident, you're whatever, because you're not projecting yourself tall and proud to the world. So, and also like maintaining eye contact when you talk to people, that's a big deal. If you're not doing that, if someone's talking to you but not talking at you mm-hmm. or talking to your eyes, then then you are dismissing what they're saying for the most part, right? Absolutely. So one of the last things that it talks about in in the body language part, and I do this a lot, and it's probably not appropriate, but to use touch. Touching people is truly energizing. Like when you brush your hand on somebody's hand or you reach out to connect with somebody's hand, at a, say you're at a conference table at a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. And they've made a good point. I am really notorious at grabbing somebody's arm and saying, that's exactly what I would have said. Or, And it's a way of confirming that I agree with them, that I like them, that I'm uh, you know, in, in concordance. But I think it's inappropriate. No. Unless, unless unless you're a guy reaching another guy. <laughs> I guess maybe that's right. But so guys don't care if girls touch them. I, but do you care like do you instantly think that's me coming on on to them? No, or do people no. have discerning qualities and they know that no, that doesn't they, we know that I think we all know the difference. Okay. They, here's the thing though that gets me and I, I have this at, at work. There's a guy who wants to come over and see what I'm doing on my computer if I'm showing him something. And right. he will, if he's behind me, he will get in my bubble. <laughs> okay. Let alone the touching in my space. Okay. Back off. Back. You, but you, okay. I always think of the George Bush, uh, what's her name? Merkel, the uh-huh. lady from Germany. Yeah. The infamous scene where they're at the conference, I don't know, it's G8 conference or whatever, uh-huh. and he comes up behind her and he starts giving her a neck rub. Uh-huh. And it just looks creepy, right? Yeah. And that's guy on girl, which should be more acceptable. Yeah. But it's creepy when people that you don't like touch you. So I just, oh, I guess yeah. I have to hope that the people that I'm touching. A, like me, and don't feel creeped out by it. Why but do, I'm a big toucher. Why do guys do – I've seen where guys do that to other guys. It's a little bit strange, right? It, it I is. Mean, it totally is. I guess if your intentions are just to be nice and like, oh, it's stressful and I'm just going to rub that out on you. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny. And because- you know what's weird is that – me touching the guy's arm at a conference table next to me is different than that guy coming around the table and rubbing my shoulders even. Yeah. I think I might take it a little bit more personally if they – I don't know. It maybe depends on if I like the person or if I have that – let's face it. There's a million people we know. We like some of them and some of them we have attraction to, right, whether right. you act on it or not. Mm-hmm. So if I have an attraction to this person – based on whatever subconscious feelings I'm owning at the time, and they rub my shoulders and I'm not creeped out by it, that must mean I like them more than if I am creeped out by it, right? I, I guess. I, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. I think that, though, we were talking about body language. And to, okay. t- and to touch an arm, to pat uh, a knee, you know, that, and, and the length of time that you do it right. all plays into it. Yes, I'm a knee toucher too. I always touch people's legs. Whatever's next to me, I just touch. It's not okay. I'm sure I, you know, people have probably raised several eyebrows when I do that, but I do it a lot. They go, that wasn't my knee. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think I haven't been inappropriate, although I probably have. If I'm drinking, maybe I am, but at work, I'm usually not drinking. So I just like people to know that I agree. And because maybe because there's so much disagreement in discourse nowadays that the fact that you actually do agree with somebody, I think that needs to be noted more. Yeah, I, don't. I know in sexual harassment workshops where they talk about it, a, 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 a casual touch like that, like you're talking about on the arm, on the knee is OK. But and if the other person says it's not OK, they should tell you that they it's not. Say. A, and right. then it's and then it's hands off. Um the lingering of it or what, or yeah. the drawing circles with your finger on somebody's thigh. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> yeah. You're sitting side by side. And... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
Uh, you know, that's one of those techniques, the body language technique. And who's that crazy guy? He was on VH1, Mysterious or whatever. And he had the How to Pick Up Girls TV show. Oh, yeah. And one of, the, one of the things that he said was you need to mimic or mirror their body language. So if you're at a bar and a girl is standing with her feet apart or arms folded or whatever, if you stand the same way they're standing, uh-huh. people subconsciously connect to that. Yeah. So I'm wondering if – if people do that, then if you if you're trying to hook up with somebody, if if that would really work, I don't I don't know. That'd be a good experiment for a bar on a Friday night, just to see mm-hmm. if, if any of those things really work. And that when you're touching them afterwards, like if you're at a one, <laughs> if you're touching them in the bar, you uh-huh. you've connected with this person that you're picking up on, right? Yeah. yeah. And so yes, then you are going to touch them, and you are going to make your touch a little more conveying of how you feel, right? Like I think there's flirtatious, there's business touching, there's flirtatious touching, and then there's just... Well, I think that if you're at a bar and then you get to the point where you feel comfortable where you do that, you know, kind of casual, like on the shoulder, on the on the arm type stuff, that, uh, that says that you are more interested. You're definitely interested. Definitely interested, right? Yes. Yes. And you know, and maybe the negative for me is that I do that to a lot of people that I'm not so definitely interested in. Mm -hmm. And and maybe that's the wrong signal. But me me normally I usually take my hair and I will flip it like this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have so much of it that I hair flipping is a definite turn on and guys really respond to that, right? Uh Or girls I mean, sorry. (laughs) Yes, the body my body language of the hair flip. God, I don't know that I do that, and I don't think I have done it, but I know the twirling of the hair and the putting the finger on the mouth and all that stuff. Really? Uh, I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's true. I didn't see it in the online video ones, I think. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, enough about touching people. Let's move on to the next thing, which is about loving people. What? Loving people. You need to be a lover of humanity as a whole, and it will improve your sex appeal. So you're a human, and it's easy to make comments like, I hate people, I hate my fellow human beings. But when we say those things out loud, we're kind of chipping away at our own inner beauty and therefore inner sex appeal. I, and know, I totally agree with that. I, and let me tell you the, the, my little story about that that loving people, but it, it goes – to that aspect of negativity. Okay. Because Monday morning you get up and you go on to Facebook and the first, what do you see? You see lots of people. It's Monday. I hate my job. I got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not, you know, most of the time, not me. And most of the time I'm like, yay, I got another week of work. And and you might go, well, you know, you're, you're sick bastard, Judd. You like work. But I mean, I'm lucky that I have a job that I pretty much like. I, I have a good, you know, in that kind right. of thing going on. But how would you wake up every day going, well, this day is going to suck. I know. You know, I mean, to, to actually put yourself in the headspace before you even talk to anybody to just be that person. Right. Right. And then when you broadcast it to everybody, like on Facebook, yeah, it's like grumble, grumble, grumble. I mean, it's okay to be, oh, it's Monday. Ha, ha, ha. But it's another thing to be, it's Monday, go fuck yourself. Yes. You can be Garfield, I don't like Mondays, yeah. that's fine. Because everybody can com- commiserate with that, right? Yeah, yeah that's I'd, fine. I'd like another day off, sure. Yes, okay. exactly. But the whole, this is effed and, you know, Monday sucks, that does get to be a little bit negative. Although, now that you say that, it's funny, and, and you don't do this, but I know I do. Uh-huh. Facebook, I'm generally always positive and fun on Facebook, but Twitter... <laughs> I can be a snarky cunt, and I just (laughs) think it's okay. It is okay. (laughs) But I'm only that way on Twitter, or for the most part only that way on Twitter, and with my closest friends, I guess. So um, I I think I need to change that a little bit because a little bit of what I'm hearing about Twitter lately is, oh, it's so negative and everything's so bad and dour, and it's true. It really is negative. Well, you know why? Because, Because it's mostly faceless. You can so it's be, easy to be it, that. It's, it's easy to to post things with very little consequence that anybody knows or cares who you are, and right. so you, you put it out there, and um, who cares? Right. Where you're, and where feel, you're on Facebook, your friends are going to read everything you say. 
Yeah. And Twitter, I only have the certain friends that I know are on there and the things that are okay. They understand that it's me Mm -hmm. mostly in jest being snarky. But sometimes I'm just snarky to be snarky because I'm just in a bad mood or I've been drinking. And (laughs) either way, it's never good. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, I I do find myself a bit more sarcastic on there. And and I was giving some grief to uh, one of the one of the trophy wives on there that I'm friends okay. with, that I'm friends with. Trophy wife. Yeah. One of my trophy wives. <laughs> that's, her, that, that's her, that's her nickname on there. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Trophy wife. And, uh, so she wrote something about the, you know, what it was like a hundred years ago and she's from the South and, oh. you know, something, uh, what we gone with the wind esque. And, okay. and so I, I said, well, you know, I, I'm thinking more like help oriented <laughs> because I was going to ask her, I was going to say, so which wife were you in the help? In the help. Right? In the, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you yes. know? And well, I think that's true. Yeah. Go it, ahead. Then you can get away with saying stuff like that because the only consequence is what's the, what is worse. They either are going to reply back and they're going to get it that it was a joke or they're going to reply back and say, go fuck yourself and, unf- right. and unfollow you. And so, unfollow you. Yeah. you know, or block yeah, and if they're going to be that serious about it, they should unfollow you. But yeah, right. and then, so loving people talks about being curious about people, asking questions when you meet someone new, being inquisitive, and being interested in what their answers are, not just asking questions but actually listening. And then this part I like, and I, I think we both do this very well, facilitate connections with other people. So, you know, like I connected you with Ryan via the email about Toastmasters or whatever. Right. And just knowing, hey, I have a friend who does that. He might be interested in what you know or whatever. And building bridges between people. I think that's a good skill to have. Mm-hmm. And then don't let your experience with one person cloud your experiences with everyone else. And I think that just inherently says, you know, you can't be prejudiced, right? Like you can't let – if you've dealt with one long-haired hippie guy and he was a jerk to you, then the next long-haired person you see doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a jerk. Right. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we're seeing more and more uh, diversity out there in the world. And as you encounter people who come from different backgrounds, you don't really know the whole story. Exactly. Exactly. And then this last point that they make in this, which is sort of an interesting tie-in, Develop graceful ways for cutting things short with people you're not keen on spending time with. <laughs> and I think we've all had that friend that kind of sucks you or saps you, not sucks you, saps you of energy. And you just don't want to spend so much time with them, but you, you kind of have to. So you have to develop that, I don't know, the way of, of easing out of that situation with them gracefully and still being nice to them. And loving in your heart, but getting yourself away from it. Because that can be bad to spend time with people that you don't enjoy. Yes, that is a fact. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> All right. How often do you do this? Because number nine mm-hmm. about being sexy, uh, sex appeal, excuse me, is to compliment people. How many compliments do you give a day? Do you ever consciously think about that? Uh, well, you know, I was over there at the uh, – trying to get this this – permit for pouring some cement and and i will tell you what there there was the sexiest lady there okay (laughs) and i was city zoning or whatever as a planning place there and and she wore this shirt that said hey and uh (laughs) and i was totally gonna compliment her i just you know it was gonna be a really perfect you know just nice compliment. You know, that's a very beautiful shirt you're wearing. And, and I, and I thought in my head, there's no way I could pull this off and say that. Cause she's just going to say, yeah, you're looking at my tits guy. Yes, you're not complimenting the shirt. You're complimenting the cleavage. Right. And right. you can't as a stranger do that very easily. You know, and I was, and it, it was one of those, like it kind of had that shiny metallic look thing, mm-hmm. but it was, it, I, I will admit she, it was tight and she had nice boobs. And she looked, uh, she looked great. She did. I mean, and it would have been a real true compliment, but I don't know that it would have been taken that way. Yeah. It could have, yeah. It would have been taken like, what are you talking about? Kind of thing. Maybe. Well, it, I may, don't know. Maybe, yeah, well, you don't know. I mean, maybe she would have taken it nice. Uh, but I mean, I was really respectful there in the place to everybody who helped me out. And it was, you know, and I said, thank you. But I guess, um, the compliments that you're talking about are like what I was talking about. Right. Like, well, I, well, I think they're saying 
yes, nice tie. Oh, you did a great job on that thing. Or, gee, that's a really nice car. Even if it's something generic that you're talking about, Uh complimenting people on on that. I think that's what they're saying. Um, You run the risk of being borderline sexually overt when you talk about people's appearance. So you have to kind of keep it... It's tough. But, you know, I think um, guys... Don't mind it. Maybe, I don't know. Do, I guess it depends on how you do it with, with ladies, too. You know, like your hair. I could say that your hair looks nice, and that's all fine. And that's lovely, yes. And I think and, and women, for the most part, are bad at accepting compliments. Yeah, but, and they should just say, thank you, and move on. But if I say, that shirt looks nice. <laughs> yeah, that, I think you know, that has it, a different connotation. You know, I was just standing behind you. Your pants look nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I love the back pocket on your jeans. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> and you could say, "Hey, I'm just being complimentary." Right. But okay, the best compliment I've ever received, and uh-huh. I received it, oh boy, eight yeah. or nine years ago, from a guy at a bar uh-huh. was with some girls. It was a girls' night out. It was karaoke night, and we were having a good time. And at that point in life, I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay, mm-hmm. so and I was teaching aerobics, which if you say you're an aerobics instructor, yeah, oh my it, god, in a bar, it's like saying you're a stewardess. Like that was a good job to have in my um, quiver. Did, did you have a sweatband across? I did not that evening, oh, okay. but yes, and I looked fine. I mean, I was at a bar, we were having fun. It was girls' night out, so we're dolled up, whatever. And so the guy says, "Oh, stay-at-home mom, that's great, and you teach aerobics, that's so nice." And then something about. Um, your neighborhood must be really nice. I go, well, you know, our house is probably the least best house in the neighborhood. I'm making some sort of joke. And I said, because our gardener's so bad. And, and he said, oh, why is bad about him? And I said, well, the gardener's me because I did all the yard work at the time. And this was the best compliment ever. He said to me, your neighbors must love it when you go out and do yard work. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> nicest thing to say. Because <laughs> he just had this look on his face like, I wouldn't mind watching that. And I, th- and I thought it was a great compliment because – that's, it was a really nice thing to say. It was really funny. It wasn't anything about, oh, overtly, you're beautiful or whatever, which right. he wasn't going to say. But it was just this, your so, neighbors love it when you do yard work. So, <laughs> so, so that's like a pickup line. I think so. It worked on me. I yeah. thought it was great. Oh, I thought cool. it was really nice. So, yes. So, so part he was a fireman, too, and that did not hurt. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> that was a good night. Anyway. What, what is it about women love firemen? I, I would think that that on on the scale of uh, list of professions that a guy can have, fireman For guaranteed poon. Yes, fireman. Fireman is way up on that list. It's up there with rock star, right? Like it, 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 it's like you could be in a band, or and if you can't play an instrument, go be a fireman, and you're probably going to get a, a, a modicum of the same amount of <laughs> chick chick action. You'll have your hose played with plenty, right? Yes. Yeah, I told Jill. I said I'm going to go volunteer. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, get on the volunteer brigade. I know. People, just having that attached to your name. I can, I can wear those T-shirts in town. Volunteer fireman. You know, Except, yard work. When the when the firemen do yard work at the fire station down the street. Yeah, that's a good time to drive by there. <laughs> they have it, it, they have a fire station on Mountain, right? Just down, yeah, right yeah. below me. That's why every time we podcast, you can hear fire trucks in the background because there's always one or two that go by. So you walk your dogs right past the fire. Oftentimes. Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Number 10. We're almost at the end of this list. Really? This is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I do maybe half of them already. So I need, I could bone up a little bit on my uh, sex appeal, but I'm getting there. Uh Okay. Number 10. Don't age discriminate. So sex appeal has longevity, and for many people, sex appeal increases with age. And there's definitely no reason to think you lose it after a certain age. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, Helen Mirren is the person that is deemed the most sexy senior or whatever, right? And she is. She looks great. Oh, she's hot. She looks good in a bikini still. She's hot, right? Mm -hmm. I can't think of a lot of other seniors that have that same – maybe Sophia Loren, maybe – well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess, though, you look at Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's a great example of that okay. sex appeal, and what you know. I mean, and she's older than people like Glenn Close and uh, that right. whole generation the as well. Street-ish. Meryl yes. Streep, sure. And do, and they have sex appeal, right? Meryl does. I don't know. You don't think so? I don't think so. I love her as an actress. Yeah. I don't. No. Glenn Close does. 
And maybe Glenn Close does because of Fatal Attraction or something. I don't know. But, but you know, I will say that when I was young, young, like 20, in my early 20s or mm-hmm. teens, I, the old women were not on the radar. Right, right. <laughs> were, were old men on your radar? Um, not, the, not, no, not really. I, I mean. It, no one older, like when you're saying 20-ish. Yeah. No one older than like Harrison Ford would have been on my radar. And he's probably, what, a good 15, 20 years older than we are, right? Well, like I, can, I, I and I apologize to any teachers who want to get offended, but there was no lady teachers that I had a crush on in high school. <laughs> okay? In high school. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, right. I, can't, I cannot think of a single one that was on the radar that I was going to school because I couldn't wait to see Mrs. or Miss whatever her name was. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah, but but yeah. Were, were the, was it just the opposite for the girls? They were like, oh, those older teacher guys. We had Mr. Gillen. Well, yeah, you had Mr. He Gillen. He was truly a crush for me. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and when I think about you hear those scandalous stories about, oh, uh, high school girl dates her teacher or whatever, yeah. and it's always a big brouhaha. And I think, oh, if only. Damn, that would have been fine. You know, and and I'm always surprised when in here I live in Florida, where it seems to be like running rampant. Yeah, everything <laughs> happens in Florida. Every you know, all these like twenty something teachers that are, you know, dating and getting pregnant by their, you know, by their high school uh, kids, and I'm thinking to myself, how is this even possible? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it. I, it I, yeah, it's cuckoo. And we've talked about this before. The older woman, younger guy, significantly younger guy thing, I don't get. But the younger girl, older guy thing, I understand. And then as a as a woman in my 40s now, I feel like this age thing is appropriate because it says that older age brings some of the following benefits for enduring sex appeal. Like you don't usually have kids in tow. And, and of course I have kids, but my kids aren't small anymore. So I have more freedom and flexibility over that. And, and generally there's less competition in relationships as we age, right? Like I feel in my marriage right now, everything in that part of life is pretty damn good because I think he and I are both of an age where like, okay, we're married and we're happy. So let's make the best of this sexual relationship or whatever and get this as good as we can get it. Cause this is where it's at. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we could be different, but for the most part, we're, we're having this right here. And I think you just become an accepting of your body, your, of yourself and maybe of your mortality. And so you realize I better start having as much fun as I can because this isn't always going to last. <laughs> <laughs> So the age, yes, it's a bummer to get older, but in the moment right now, I think I feel more, I don't want to say I feel more sexual because that sounds a little much, but I feel more comfortable with my body than I ever did when I was younger. And of course, when you're younger is when you should, because everything looks better, right? But, so, but you don't know. You're, you're, you don't know. You don't appreciate it. The, the manual, it, you're, you're like the greatest American hero. <laughs> that that you lost the manual and you just have to figure it all out on your own. <laughs> I agree. Did, you've seen that show, right? Remember? I have. It's been years. Yes. And once again, indicating how old I am. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I guess our experience, mm-hmm. uh, aka age, makes us a little wiser and maybe stronger in our self belief that we are capable of. First of all, we're capable of giving ourselves our own good time. Like you know what I mean? Like we're all of an age now. We could provide for ourselves if we had to. We're not dependent on people, and and that's liberating and empowering somewhat. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Last but not least, and this one seems kind of generic and goofy, but I I think it's true, and I've struggled with it this week. Is that you not, just need to believe in yourself. Sex appeal isn't something to labor over. There's the hard work is done when you build your self confidence, right? So. You just need to learn to love others for who they are and then in turn just learn to love yourself. And it's really hard to do. Well, I think that's the thing that does make people sexy like, and attractive is that when you, you can see when somebody really just is happy with who they are. They, they love themselves, you know. I guess. And I guess it's healthy to have days where you feel better about yourself than others, right? You're not always going to be enamored every single day to the same degree. Mm-hmm. I. I think, yes, if you care enough about yourself to care enough to be have sex appeal, then I think you've already conquered half that battle. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't care enough about yourself to even try, then, yeah, it's going to definitely be a message that's conveyed publicly when you're out and about. 
And now, how do you do that? Do you like take yourself on dates and <laughs> do you like you know treat yourself something Find special? Yourself on Match.com or whatever. No, I wow. think <laughs> I think you have to. I think you have to indulge yourself in a few things. Mm-hmm. I think you do need your own private time, even if it's a twenty-minute Starbucks break a day or whatever it is, to kind of collect yourself and be in yourself for a moment. Mm-hmm. It sounds very ethereal and sort of mystic and stupid, but I, th- I think we give so much to other people all the time. You're giving of yourself at your job. You're giving of yourself within your family life and in your home life. And you don't ever get anything for you generally. So if you give yourself some time, maybe you work out, maybe you, you know, take 20 minutes to meditate or whatever. I think that shows self-love in a way that is beneficial. I don't know. I think that's true. I can honestly say I think I like myself. Don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, right? But I think, though, that you show self-love as well by doing things. And I know it sounds stupid, but you go buy a new outfit. Right, right. You you do those things. You know, when you go get a haircut to make yourself feel better, it, it's all, you know, when you do things to keep yourself maintained. Yes, I agree. Other people yes. see that, you know, when you let yourself go by mm-hmm. getting, and, and I, I hate to say it, but if I don't exercise, I'm letting myself go. Yes. And so that's not showing myself that the proper love and, and that's, right. you know, caring for your, yourself is yeah. loving yourself. It's true. We're, we're not talking about that other self-love. That's a whole <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I don't know if we can even have a podcast on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The masturbation show. I don't know about that, but. Um... Uh, self-love. Okay. Loving yourself. Right. Yes. Loving yourself. So believe in yourself. Love yourself. Tell yourself that you are worthy. And gosh darn it, people like you, Stuart Smalley. I think that's the best you can do. And if you have that positivity, I, it does show. And people are attracted to you, mm-hmm. whether you want them or not. <laughs> whether you want them or not. <laughs> so you want to summarize all these uh, these things real quick? And then we'll... Yes, I could gladly do that very quickly. Yeah. Um, knowing what, what you find attractive in other people mm-hmm. helps you find your own sex appeal. Dressing with care and with style, so not going to the gas station in your pajamas on Monday morning is a good way to start. Love your body and how it looks, even if it's not picture perfect or the way you think it should be. Love your body. Be smexy. That's the smart and sexy combination, which I love that word. I'm going to get smexy on my license plate, I think. Although that sounds a little conceited. Never mind. Uh, Feeling good about yourself. So building your own self-confidence, portraying that confidence, being positive and upbeat and someone who smiles a lot. Mm -hmm. Remember that? It's important to smile even when you're on the telephone. Yeah. Be aware of your body language, loving people, complimenting people, don't age discriminate. Please don't age discriminate as I enter my mid-40s. I'm all and about then, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then just believe in yourself. Uh-huh. And that's good. That's it. <laughs> okay. So, man, so here we are. We've got this whole thing about smexy, sexy, how to, how to be all these things are really great ideas that I think can be incorporated in your daily life to just be able to communicate better with people. Yeah. To to get your way. I hate to say it, but that's what we're about, right? You Unfortunately, go, you it know, works. You know, you go to the car place to get your car worked on. Yeah. You know, you go to, like me, I went down to the uh, place to go get my my paperwork done. And, mm-hmm. and she could have held it and said, well, you can come back tomorrow. But, you know, I smiled and I was nice and all those yeah. kind of things. And yeah. little, little flirting with the lady yes. doesn't help her. And I got some Teamsters to move some freight for me and did, they didn't charge me yesterday because yeah. I have a nice smile. It, so, yes, it works. You know, so it, it's all good. So I, I believe that all of the stuff that we talked about today is really great. And I think it's great for Toastmasters. If you're giving a speech, you should consider these same things. And, Teresa, I think that your next speech that you give should be the Smexy speech. Smexy speech. Yes, okay. you, you, should, you should call it the, the title of your speech should be, You Can Be Smexy. I love it. I might just do and that. There's your title. You can run with it however you want. That's a 
good good idea. All right, I'll let yeah. you know how that goes. <laughs> you own it. <laughs> I'll own it. Yes. All right. Well, this uh, Chew Drink uh, production is going to be signing off here for now. So, for TJ Talks, I am Jed. And I am Smexy Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> and we will chat with you later. Talk to you later. So, uh, welcome to TJ Talks. Uh, with me here is Bill Bender. He's a great friend of mine. He is a distinguished Toastmaster, been around quite a long time in the speaking world. And uh, we've been talking about what is sexy, uh, both me and Teresa. And I thought I'd ask you just what your thoughts about what is sexy. Yeah. So, can a person be sexy if they don't smile? To me, not really. No. I, I find that difficult. I, I don't, don't want to say struggle with it, but it I think the smile is, uh, is part of the alluring and inviting part. I, I, would, I would more associate a smile with sexy than not. So they can be dressed to the nines. They can do all of the right things. But if they don't come across with that smile, that continence, then they are losing the bubble on it. Well, I feel that they're unapproachable, and beyond that point is just a, a visual sensation as far as being sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a photograph for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. If if there's, um, and I don't want to, you know, extend the interaction, but when I talk about the interaction as far as the sexy part, as far as talking, mm-hmm. and just, um, you know, having the, having the verbal discourse between the two, mm-hmm. You know that 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 has a feeling of sensuality to it in some some cases, and the smile. You know when the visual cues and the smiles are receptive, that's always good because the smile is a reinforcing thing. To me, if it's not smiling, that means that there's barriers to overcome. Mm-hmm. No matter how sexy it is, then it becomes work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Well, now let's take the frame away from just like sexy women. But like yourself. Okay. Now, do you see yourself as sexy per se, and do you want to be perceived as sexy? Do you see that as part of your toolkit of an allure in maybe how you relate to others? Um, yeah, I, I I gotta say that I try to be. I mean, now that I'm getting older, it's harder to to maintain the you know that sexy persona. With losing hair and working with my weight and things like that, but uh, there's other ways to be sexy: uh, communication, being funny, being smart. A lot of people find that appealing. So I guess I'm going away from going more away. And I hate to say this: I'm going more away from the visual and trying to be more intellectual and more, um, you know, more mind type stimulating and sexy. Yeah. There's a term, but sexy on the inside. There, there's a term for what you've talked about, and, and I'm trying to reach for that term. I'm trying to. It's called smexy. Oh, is, are, you, are, are you making this up? Uh, no, it's uh, it's on uh, a conversation that uh, me and Teresa had earlier today. We talked. Did about, you did you two make it up? No, we did not make it up. Okay, All I right, wish so we so. did because I have the copyright on it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, smart and sexy together, smexy. Yeah, yes. So that's what I'm trying to achieve these days. Yeah. So you know, as the outside doesn't look as appealing, it's like, well, maybe let's see what's inside. Because I find a lot of times that, as I mentioned earlier, that's very appealing on the outside, but once you get on the inside, it's rock bottom. Mm. So once you obtain this level of sexiness for yourself, that you have that. That would you agree that this is really what gives us our uh, higher element of charisma? Yeah, I think that's accurate. Uh, it doesn't work with all people because you know people like different things. Uh huh. But trying to trying to be on the broad broad part as far as you know, it's important to to connect with people, mm-hmm. connect with them in all ways. You know, not only being friendly, but being appealing and sexy. Anything that gives, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm some kind of predatory or com- competitive thing, but 
the advantage to um, communicate well with people. Mm-hmm. And being appealing and sexy is part of it. Yeah. And like you said earlier, it's part of the toolkit for good communication. Well, very cool. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to talk Anytime. to us about this because uh, it just adds to the conversation of what's going on on, on our podcast. And uh, we welcome you to have you on as a guest when we have Teresa available. So thanks again. All right. It's good to be here. Today, I want to be sexy. Today, you want to be sexy.